This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Silver and Black today rolls on here on this Thanksgiving. We hope you are having a wonderful holiday with your family, friends, or loved ones, wherever you may be, wherever you're listening to us. By the way, do us a favor. We would be thankful if you subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find us from an audio perspective. And then if you're on YouTube, please hit subscription and then hit the notifications bell so you know when we have a live video. Mario Tovar from RaiderRamble.com is sitting in for my good friend Mo Moten. I am Scott Colbranson. Mo will be back next week. Just had another hiccup with the health, but he will be okay, and he sends his best. I know he's active on social media, but he does really appreciate when I talked to him yesterday. Everybody asking about him is phenomenal, so thank you for that. All right, Mario, we talked about the offense. We talked about Devontae Adams, this individual performance, this amazing season that he is having. On the other side of the ball, as maligned as this Raiders defense has been, Max Crosby, who, by the way, yesterday was named uh, uh, a uh, representative for the annual Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award by the NFL uh, and and is having just an amazing year uh, in the in the NFL and really just turning heads as he's done for the last couple seasons. But Max Crosby, I thought in the Denver game last week, um, not him, Denzel Perryman, they set the tone for that defense. That defense woke up, and that defense is incredibly deficient on talent. It just is. But they played well. They persevered. And to me, that's what Max Crosby did. He's not always a vocal leader. He, he leads by example. But I think they follow that example. And Max Crosby is really putting in and turning out to be a special player for this Raiders team. No, you said it. Actually, you said it best. He does. Uh, he leads by example, you know, and what better example than what he does on the field? You know, yeah. It's just he's just ridiculous. Sort of. It's sort of the equivalent, I, I guess you could say, of Devontae, but on the defensive side. You know, it's just 
a one-man show out there. Now, obviously, I know you brought up Denzel Perryman. There has definitely been some bright spots, uh, especially for the future. You know, you guys got, like, Nate Hobbs. I, they're really missing him. They're really missing mm -hmm. what he can do, you know, at the line of scrimmage, that physical press corner. Uh, once they have him back, that's going to be special. I know he's ske rumored, scheduled, I guess you could say, to be back for those final stretch of games, which will be big depending on where the team is at by then. But then you also have Rocky Sin too, who's flying under the radar. I mean, he's arguably their best cornerback. And, you know, the question is now, will he be back? So they definitely have some bright spots, but this is definitely by far the Max Crosby show. You know, it's just, it's unfortunate that the Chandler Jones signing hasn't panned out. I know he's, he's doing good on run defense and he's doing what he can bring in the pressure, but it's, you know, fans like the sexy stats. They like the tackles for a loss. They like the sacks. And Jones just isn't delivering, you know. And it's really unfortunate because fans really believe that this was going to be the special duo, that this was going to be, yeah. you know, take them to the next level. Instead, now now you have people talk clamoring for a pass rusher in next year's draft, you know, which is a whole other subject. But <laughs> he clearly needs help, you know. But it just shows yeah. you just how dominant he's been. You know, he really is carrying the defense, you know. Yeah, he has been dominant. I mean, you look at the the what he does with the Raiders and reading off the stats here, he's leading the Raiders in five major defensive categories, sacks with nine, solo tackles, 42 tackles for losses, 16 quarterback hits, 16 enforced fumbles, two. They don't put in there a blocked field goal, but he had a blocked field goal as well. So you look, you look at what Max Crosby's done, and that's what blows me away about uh, this past weekend, I really thought, again, the defense did what it had to do. It's never going to be a top-flight defense the way it is right now this season. But Max Crosby and a couple of those guys, and he led that. He th those two That two consecutive play series where he forced a fumble that kept them uh, out, of, uh, out of the red zone scoring range, at least, to, to keep it to a field goal, which he then blocked – that was one of the most dominating performances I could see over the period of two downs in the last several years for the Raiders. Oh, definitely. And you can make the argument the man kept the, the Raiders in the game all by himself with those two yeah. key plays. I mean, along with obviously the Devontae touchdown just to win the game, but those were probably two of the biggest plays of the entire game. And also, too, back to the point, too, I think the differential in that key stat of sacks, you know, when you have Crosby, but it just falls off right after him. I mean, you have yeah. Tyler Hall, who has one sack, Jones, <laughs> who has half a sack, and not to be the bearer of bad news, but Cleveland Farrell has just as many sacks as Chandler Jones. So that's, it just shows you just, he's just on another level right now, yeah. you know? And it's kind of, it's something special we're watching. I think this might be one of his best chances to win Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. He's definitely got to be in the running. I think if he keeps this up, he's definitely going to be in the conversation for the for the final three at least. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you too, because I, I think Raider fans clearly uh, are on board with with rallying for him around Defensive Player of the Year, um, and he's making a case for it. Now, of course, we have some season left; it's not over yet, so you have to contain. Mm -hmm. And if you win Defensive Player of the Year, it's something you do all the way through. Uh, it doesn't help a little bit when you don't make the playoffs. That can hurt you, right? Especially if somebody you're competing with. When you look around the league, Mario, and you look at who else is as dominant right now, I mean, in years past, we've seen Aaron Donald do amazing things and all that stuff. But when you look at this season, is there any who's his competition this year? Who's playing at that level that you see with Max Crosby and and 
and the fact not only just the play on the field, the leadership, the kind of whole package that you're seeing with him right there in Las Vegas this year? There's not too many, but there is. I mean, obviously, when he came into the year, T.J. Watt was seen as yeah. the favorite. Obviously, the the injury took him out of the running, and that's where people started saying, okay, well, maybe Crosby. I mean, it's not to wish an injury on Watt or anything like that, but him being out of the running kind of just leveled the playing field a little bit. You know, when you guys got like, you know, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, even though the Rams are struggling, he is still one of the most dominant players. And then obviously that special kid that the Cowboys have in Micah Parsons. He's, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's up there too, man. There's, there's a lot of stiff competition. You still have Nick Bosa with the 49ers. You know, there's, it's not going to be easy. You know, like yeah. you said, there's still a lot of football left. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, injuries can happen. And the other downside too is, we've seen votes get swayed by the playoffs. You know, when a player doesn't make the, isn't part of a playoff team, it shouldn't. It shouldn't because this is based on the regular season. It's based on the impact that a player has had. And my God, Crosby's impact has just been phenomenal, you know? So, but like you said, there's definitely some things working against him, but at the same time, there's still a lot of football left and he can still drive the point home with more sacks. Cause at the end of the day, let's keep it, you know, 100 the sexy stats have a lot to do with the voting as well. Right, right. And that's why you would just hope at some point Chandler Jones breaks out. And and because if he does, then that'll actually free up Max Crosby more because you've seen and you watch the film, you know, you see the double teams and how they come down on him. Uh, also, in in your story, by the way, there's a story up on Max Crosby on RaiderRamble.com. You can check out there. And you mentioned in there uh, he's the only player Max Crosby is uh, with 15 tackles for a loss and 15 quarterback hits in the NFL so he's on track. I mean, he's on track. Uh, but again, it's you're right. That That's what worries me most is even if he does play like this throughout the whole season. I mean, he's at nine sacks now. If he continues that pace and he finishes with almost 20 sacks, you'd think. And, and all the other stats, of course, he's what top 10 in like four of the categories, I think, in, in mm-hmm. NFL defensive yes. statistics. Um, you look at that and you think, wow, how could you not give it to him? But you're right. Playoffs, just like manager of the year in baseball or coach of the year in the NFL, it tends to go to those people who have a lot of momentum going into the playoffs. So hopefully that doesn't happen for Max Crosby. But um, the, the other thing, too, is that attitude of his. The, the, the go out and do your job thing, which we know is, is a big statement we've heard from all the players, like they're on script from Josh McDaniels. It's also a Patriot way as well. We know that from, from other players who've gone through New England. Um, how much of that impact are we starting to finally see a lot of the example that he's set start to permeate some of those other guys? Again, if you get beat because somebody's better than you, you just don't have the talent to keep up, I'm not going to hold that against the guy. That is what it is. But I'm starting to see some of these guys, even like Amik Robertson, who's just a good player. He's never going to be any kind of uh, a major star in the NFL. I've seen him get better, and it seems like that attitude throughout that whole defense is starting to sink in a little more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, it definitely took some time. I think that's one of the things. And it is rather unfortunate because I'm sure Raider fans wish it would have happened 
much earlier in the season. <laughs> but sometimes these these things do take time. You know, the the major story I'm sure you can recall, Scott, was earlier in the season, maybe two three weeks ago, was that uh, the notion that players these current defensive players weren't quote unquote smart enough, right, to right. pick up. Patrick Graham's defense and this and that. People have to understand it's a completely different defense than Gus Bradley's from last year. You know, and a lot of these guys were the same guys that were in those same defenses last season. And it was going to be a transition. You know, it, it's it's very different. But like you said, I think a lot of that Patriot way, you know, the attitude, the grit, it is starting. You could see it on the field. You know, they mm-hmm. hung in there. By no stretch of the imagination was Sunday a beautiful game it was an ugly game it was an ugly <laughs> affair but they grinded it out they those are the games you have to win you know the the sky would be fine right now if the Bron- if the Broncos would have pulled that off I mean let's just you know call it what it is you know but you saw the effort you saw it on it's you saw it in the game you see it on film it's definitely like I said in the beginning of the show they're definitely turning a corner you know unfortunately is it a little bit too late perhaps but that doesn't mean it doesn't bode well for the long-term health of the team it's a good point and you talked about nate hobbs who's eligible to come back by the way now right uh we'll see if he makes it to the game uh coming up on sunday it's thursday usually don't find that out until friday um but even then you don't know who's going to be active uh, up until game time a few hours before so you look at this defense amari we we know what's wrong with it um but some of the young talent that'll come back like nate hobbs when you look, though, at that Denver game and you look at the defense, what did you see that, that should be encouraging for Raider Nation? Because I, I've said all along that, look, there's going to be a lot of turnover. But if you look at the roster today, everyone there is playing for their job. If they want to stay in Las Vegas, they're playing for their job for next season. Not only that, but Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels need to evaluate the players they have on the roster now and decide who they're going to keep. When you look at that and you see who's kind of elevated their game, uh, at least for a role on this team. Doesn't necessarily mean they'll be the starter next year. But when you look at that, are there a couple names that pop out of pop out for you over the last couple weeks or even last week with the way this defense has performed? I think when you just look at the whole season, I think not just the last couple of weeks, but there's definitely a bunch of names that have stood out. I mean, if you look at it objectively like that, even Clear and Ferrell's actually playing well, you know, in the last few weeks. And he's probably more than likely playing for his job, too. He didn't have his option extended, and a lot of uh, spotlight was on him, and people thought he was going to get traded, but, you know, they stuck with him. Guys like Cleveland Farrell, we already mentioned Crosby. You have Denzel Perryman. So there's definitely pieces for next season. You know, Rocky Asin, I know the contract situation is a bit uh, muddy as far as, you know, will he be around but it would make sense to pay the man because he has been their best cornerback you know quietly uh you you have Nate Hobbs even I know a lot of people have turned especially on social media on Trevin Merrick he's had a bit of a rough going season. Yeah. but but it's only you know he's it's barely a sophomore year a sophomore slump learning a new defense I mean, he should still vote well, you know, for the long-term plans, at least for at least another year or two and see how he can mesh with Graham's uh, scheme. Obviously, Abram is gone, so more than likely safety is going to be at the top of the list as far as mm-hmm. draft and free agency. I mean, Deron Harmon has been great. That's You know, he's arguably been their best safety by far, mm-hmm. but he is no spring chicken. You know, he, they need to they need something for the long-term too. The linebacker core, again, other than Perryman, those guys are pretty much expendable. None of those guys are, you know, and then same thing with the interior, the interior defensive line is still a huge question mark. Huge. They have yeah. Butler, they have Farrell, they have Butler, but 
have they impressed uh, the jury? You know, the jury is out there for that. It's not exactly a sort of uh, foregone conclusion. Not when you have people clamoring for uh, Carter next year and Jalen Carter, you know, yeah. for the next draft. So clearly interior defensive line is still a huge, huge need, you know? So it's just a handful of names if you really think about it, you know, yeah. that are set in stone as far as like moving forward. Yeah. And I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of turnover on that defense as there should mm-hmm. be. Uh, and I think they will focus a lot on defense in the draft. Now, if they have a top five pick, then you have to think about an offensive player, even though yes, you can get some game changers on the defense there too. It all depends where this team goes and, and actually how it finishes. You know, I want to see, that's the thing with folks. They start talking about the draft already. It's like, look, you have to see how this team finishes. What if this team wins four or five games, five or six games, whatever. You just don't know what's going to happen. I know it seems improbable, but it could happen. And if that happens, then suddenly your focus on the draft and what you're seeing might change. It might have just been, to your point, the time. Fans don't want to be patient. I understand that. I'm a fan of other teams as well in other sports, and I get impatient. So I, I understand the emotion. But you also, I mean, the, the Morag thing is a great example because the kid was lights out last year, just impressive. Mo and I, during the preseason, were talking about he might be a Pro Bowl player this year, right? He might be that good. And he struggled, but he also had to take on his second offense in his second NFL season, right? And and people don't, I think, I don't, people want, don't want to give anybody any grace, period, when it comes to that stuff. And the reality is, uh, it does take time sometimes, and and so you have to be patient with it. So we'll see where all it all, uh, it all rolls out. Yep. But this defense, yeah, it's got to get younger and it's got to get more talented. And this Mario, I keep telling people. You know, because they want to blame how bad the Raiders have been on defense on Patrick Graham, and he deserves some of it, and Josh McDaniels, and even Dave Ziegler. But the reality is, this is what happens when you have four years of non-productive drafts. Exactly. No, that's. I think that's the point that everybody keeps harping on is that people need to understand that three, four years of just terrible drafts, especially those first-round picks, when you consider mm. the talent that was chosen over what was available. Uh, it's just a disaster. You know, it's finally caught up to them. And and look, I know a lot of fans are frustrated with Patrick Graham. That's understandable. But if you look at the film and you look at the games, you really pay attention. The man is calling everything he knows. He's calling up. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing what he can. <laughs> but sometimes the, the team, the unit, the roster just isn't good enough. You know, yeah. and that is one of the things. Like we just said it right now, you know, off the top of our heads, there's only like four or five guys that should be considered for next year's defense you know yeah. that's how bad this unit is and you know understandable the coach will always get the the, the brunt the brunt of the, the criticism and sure. all the fallback and all that but there's a reason why he's not fired there's a reason why he didn't go anywhere they believe in him they believe in his scheme and they want to see more than likely obviously i'm not an insider but they're going to give him a year or two with a healthy roster and basically the players that they want you know because thankfully for the raiders next year there's going to be a lot of uh versatile players a lot of fast you know versatility speed Mm -hmm. you know high iq i think that's one of the things too is they're going to be looking at that versatility iq speed that's how you build your defense next year you know and it's there's still a lot of football to be played to call this a wash you know Mm -hmm. but let's face it mcdaniels and graham are not going anywhere so in many ways it it is a wash you know so (laughs) you call it what it is no you got you got to get the talent uh all right we're going to step aside for our second break we'll come back uh and on the other side we'll talk a little bit about the raiders future what you need to look for the rest of the season but also 
This game coming up in a few days on Sunday in Seattle. Can the Raiders string together two wins in a row? And to me, I'll tell you why I think it's such a big game for this team. And a lot of you will say, big game, they're three and seven. Chill out. I'm going to tell you why it's a big game when we come back here. Uh, you're with Mario and Scott. Silver and black today. Happy Thanksgiving, Raider Nation. Don't go anywhere. We will return in just a few.